Shavua Tov, everybody. Welcome to Parashat Aharemot Kedoshim. If you've been paying attention to Sefer Vaikra so far, which, let's be real, you probably haven't, you might have been perplexed during today's Torah reading. So far in Vaikra, all the laws we've seen were focused entirely on the Kohanim and their special connection with the Divine. So to recap, we started out with seven chapters of Korbanot, followed by three chapters of events on the inauguration day of the Mishkan, and then five chapters of miscellaneous laws about ritual sanctity and purification. And then something very strange happens when we get to our Torah reading. The first half of the reading is, as expected, laws for the Kohanim. But the second half, starting in Parashat Kedoshim, does a full 180 and is addressed to Am Yisrael as a whole. And not only that, but the transition point between our parashiyot changes the flavor of the rest of the Sefer completely. The rest of Vaikra after this point is no longer focused on the Kohanim, but is addressed to Am Yisrael as a whole. So, basically, what gives? What is the meaning of this monumental turning point here at the very heart of the Torah? In order to answer that, we need to zero in on exactly where this turning point takes place. Parashat Aharemot has two very different themes. The first part of the parashat discusses Aharon's entry into the Kodesh HaKodashim. Aharon is to enter by divine command the same place where his sons died. And this will represent his repairing the sin that his, sin, that his sons committed. The command comes after the death of his sons, Aharemot Shenebin Aharon, with the aim of atoning for their sin. Clearly, this is a very personal experience for Aharon. And this is why the Torah emphasizes that Aharon should not come at all times into the Kodesh. Rather, he needs to enter Bezot specifically with this, only under particular conditions, so that he will not die, so that he doesn't make the same mistake as his sons. But, over the course of the parasha, this command changes. It assumes a public dimension. If Aaron doesn't enter the holy place as the representative of Am Yisrael, fundamentally, then he is not entitled to enter at all. He must make atonement for the entire nation, and only then can he enter. So we're left with the following question. Which is it? Is this a day for Aaron and his family? Or is it a day for Bnei Yisrael as a whole? In fact, this is a microcosm within our parasha of the question that we raised earlier about Vaikra as a whole, shifting from the particular to the general, from the Kohanim to all of Bene Israel. I think the Pasuk says it best. Aharon's job is to gain forgiveness and kapara, not just for himself and his family. But for all of Am Yisrael, it's the balance of the two. The demand that Hashem has of great leaders is that they have a special balance between their own personal narrative and their mission for the nation. After all, what was it that led to the downfall of Nadav and Avihu? As it says in the Pesukim, Moshe Amar el Adonai. Earlier on in the Torah, Moshe is told, go up to Hashem, Atav, Aharon, Nadav, and Avihu, you, Aharon, Nadav, and Avihu, Veshivim, Mizikne, Israel, and the 70 elders, Veshtahavitim, and Ahok, and bow down from far. However, even though only a certain amount of the distance can you guys go up to Har Sinai, Venigash Moshe, Levado, El Adonai, only Moshe 
could go up all the way to the tippy top of the mountain. And the rest of those people, including Nadav and Avihu, were not invited to go to the summit of the mountain. Nadav and Avihu wanted nothing more than that divine closeness that Moshe was able to achieve. But their ambition was unbalanced. It was entirely for themselves. And to commemorate this grave error, Aharon is commanded, When you bring this ketoret on Yom Kippur, and you are bringing this, this uh, beautiful incense offering on the Mizbah HaZahav, you're not allowed to bring ketoret zara. Don't bring a foreign fire like your kids did. Once a year, on Yom Kippur, he's going to commemorate this very grave sin of his sons. So to bring it all back, there's a tremendous irony here. Aharon is being taught a fundamental lesson about leadership. That he can only enter the holiest of places if he is focused on the fate of the nation as a whole. Selflessness. But he can't help but be reminded of his own personal ties to the situation. His own children died under these very same circumstances. How could he not be reminded? So this double bind is part and parcel to the human condition, especially for leaders. We may try to run from our own egos, but when we try to be humble, this is just another form of egoism. There's no escaping this. I think Hashem's lesson to Aharon is both moving and profound. In trying to attain holiness, you cannot escape your ego. You cannot escape your personal ties to a given situation. Neither could Aharon. So instead of running from those ties, instead of claiming to be so holy in your endeavors with acts of religious showmanship, like Nadav and Avihu, instead, put your head down like Aharon. Fulfill your mission towards Hashem. Live a life of service. And then your problems will fall away. And this is why we see that monumental transition at this point in Vayikra. From the particular to the general, from the Kohanim to Bnei Israel as a whole. Aharon is the solution to the double bind of the ego. Aharon represents everything we need in a religious leader. This is a man who is honest with himself about his personal ties, not claiming to be holier than thou, and certainly not claiming to have nothing in it for himself and his own personal history. This is a man who has struck the balance so well that he alone is invited to bring Ketoret the right way for the entire nation, leading to a mixture of the cloud of glory with the cloud of the Ketoret, representing the perfection of divine closeness that we all seek. Thank you very much and Shavuot Tov.